Oh, we are live. Hello, everybody. Skip Clark from 92.1 The Wolf and the Skip Happens podcast. It's our midday girl, Marissa. Look at her. She's right hey. there. I'm right. Yeah, I'm wherever you want to point to. Yeah, but we're nobody because right over there is yeah. somebody. Look uh, at that. Uh, hey, I like that. I like the intro, but you are somebody too. Uh, well, yes, yes, but you're more of somebody. I see, I can't point because of the camera. But Lainey Wilson is with us here on the Skip Happens podcast today, the part of the Wolfcast. Uh, hello and thank you, first of all, Lainey, uh, oh for, for doing this in the middle of the day. Uh, can you tell Marissa and I, where are you right now? You know what? I just got back to Nashville like a couple hours ago. We we had about a two week run and um, rolled off the bus this morning, which I'm so thankful we finally got a bus a few weeks ago, which has made my life so much easier. Um, but yeah, we've been we've been hitting the road, man. So back in Nashville for like a day and a half. You know, I was going to ask about the bus <laughs> because you've been doing the van thing for so long. Yep. And now you've got a bus, which. Dude, what I'm relief. telling you, like all of my artist friends, Ashley McBride, um, Jimmy Allen, Hardy, and all of them, they, they've been telling, they're like, Lainey, trust me, it's going to get a little bit easier <laughs> when you finally can lay down after a show and get some rest. Because I'll be honest with you, we were uh, we were jumping in the van after the show and driving halfway, you know, and just trying to keep up with the buses. The other buses when you're on tour with people who are in buses is hard. Um, but we did it. We managed. I, I did that for 10 years. So I paid wow. my bus dues. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and there's some people who they choose the van life, but that's. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you must not have their vans. Hey, beforehand, yeah. I didn't choose the van life. The van life chose me. <laughs> I, I couldn't do anything about it. <laughs> Yeah, but if we can, if we can back it up a little bit, it wasn't exactly a van. Didn't you move to uh, Nashville in a camper? Did I read that somewhere? And then you, you lived out of the camper for a whole lot of years. Yes, you, you read correct. Um, I was 19 years old. I knew that I wanted to be in Nashville. I mean, I knew at nine years old when I wrote my first song and my parents drove through Nashville. I knew I remember exactly where I was on the interstate in the back seat. I was looking at the Batman building. And I told my mom and daddy on the way home to Louisiana, I said, this is home. And I just knew, I knew in my heart, in my soul, even at nine years old, that sounds crazy, but I knew that I was going to write country music. And at 19 years old, I was like, okay, if I'm, if I'm really going to do this thing, I need to make the move. So apartments were extremely expensive. And there was this guy that I knew from back home who had offered basically to let me live in his studio parking lot for free in my camper trailer for the first three years I was there. So it was a huge, huge blessing. And if anything, it taught me that this journey was not going to be easy. <laughs> well, it, it never is. It never That's is. Right. But uh, is it true that you uh, flooded like the shower that it rotted through the floor? I had somebody from Nashville tell me that story. Dude, yes. Wherever <laughs> you're getting your stories, somebody, somebody's giving you the right story because I have a good look, source. <laughs> I can sit here all day and tell you camper trailer stories, but I do remember one specific time where um, I couldn't afford to have anybody come over and like really look and, and see what was wrong with my plumbing. So I was on the phone with my daddy back at home and I'm like, you got to tell me how to do this over the phone because <laughs> I can't pay for this. And, uh, and he was telling me, he was like, close off all your valves, turn on your water, and then here in a little bit, just open your valves, let it all run out. Well, I did that, but I fell asleep. And I woke up in ankle-deep water. And then a few weeks later, my camper trailer 
bless its heart, the floor just, it just started rotting out and replaced the floor, lived in it for about another year after that. But when I tell you that camper has got some stories. I bet. I bet. I bet. What a road. What a road. <laughs> what a road you've been on. You talk about the tour bus, though. When you think about it, you know, a tour bus, probably four to $5,000 just for a weekend. Dude. So for you to, to go from the van to the tour bus, hello, something's going right. I'm just it's saying. a big deal. And I'll tell you, my my band, my crew, um, it's it's growing, you know, and like we're we're having to add people here and there and and the people that have been with me for years too, everybody just works so hard and they sacrifice so much to be out there on the road um playing my music and they deserve it too. So we we've been busting our tail. I've been telling people we've been working hard to work harder and we're all fine with it. We're just excited to be to be able to do this for a living and um, you know. It's just something that I don't take lightly. When did they finally just go, you know what? It's time. Let's get her the bus. Was it after <laughs> you won the ACM award or was it before? Like, well, what, no, we won the ACM it? award and they said, no, nope, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> You're not there yet. Okay. I'm like, I mean, you know, people think she's got a, a hit on the radio. Um, they automatically think she, yeah. She's living lavish. Everybody's getting good Christmas presents. No. <laughs> there's a lot of paying back. There's a lot yeah. of paying back. When that right. There's a lot of paying back. And there's a lot of, you know, I got to take care of my people. I got to take care of my band mm -hmm. in order for them to want to keep working hard for me. So, um, yes, we I think I believe we were in. Golly, we were we waited about six months after we won the ACM awards to even bite the bullet on it. So I, I tried to wait as long as I could, but I got to a point where I was like, okay, we just we got to do it. If we're going to, you know, if it's like slow and steady wins the race. If we're going to do this and be in this for the long mm -hmm. haul um, and not just completely wear ourselves out, then we need to be in a bus. <laughs> Things a man ought to know was that was written by guys, though, right? That was written by me and two full-grown men. There you go. <laughs> that you know, I thought I had read that somewhere. Tell yes. us about that a little bit. That was the yes. first big one. So yes, so things a man ought to know. You know, we went to write the song, and I was just catching up with my buddies, um, Jason Nix and Jonathan Singleton, and mm -hmm. just two incredible songwriters here in Nashville, and. I always say that I want to be the worst writer in the room every time I sit down in a room because I want to feel like I've left there learning something. Well, that's how I feel with those guys. They're just they are so good at their job. So we go in to Big Machine that day. This was back in 2018. And Jason told me, he said, I've got this idea called Things a Man Ought to Know. And I said, oh, Lord, we're going to be here all night. Y'all better, <laughs> better cancel your plans. We got a lot to talk about. Um, no, we really like, I, like I said, I was writing it with two full grown men. We were <laughs> laughing, having so much fun talking about the things that they ought to know. Of course, you know, put the toilet lid down, take out the trash. <laughs> stuff like that. But that's not what the song is about at all. It's not about whether you can change a flat tire or start a fire or turn a wrench. It's about really the things that my parents taught me growing up. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, just good character. And and looking for those characteristics and other people when I'm choosing friends and relationships and people to work with. So it's uh, not something that just a man ought to know. It's something that we all need to know. The golden rule. It ain't that hard. 
<laughs> something tells me though. I mean, you just got done saying you want to leave that session every time learning something, taking something away, but you probably gave them a whole lot to think about. <laughs> I think, I think we might have. I think their wives probably really appreciated that songwriting session. I'm sure they did. <laughs> oh my God. That's so awesome. Tell us about, uh, you know, it's the country radio seminars. When a lot of us radio people get together, we hang out in Nashville. We meet the artists like yourself. But uh, I got a big kick out of the the video. And when, when it came time to introduce you, did I see Tracy Lawrence wearing a pair of bell bottoms? Dude, look, I cannot believe I convinced him to wear bell bottoms. Like <laughs> somebody asked me, they were like, how in the world did you do that? The truth is when I got ready to do the skit, which by the way, if y'all have not seen the skit, I think it's pretty funny. I got uh, Cole Swindell, John Party, mm -hmm. Jimmy Allen, Hardy, and last but not least, Tracy Lawrence to all put on a pair of bell bottoms. And um, to be honest, Tracy was my first call because I knew I was like, Tracy loves me. He would do anything for me. And if I have Tracy Lawrence in my video, yep. I'm going to win. <laughs> that's some confidence, though, to think yeah. that you're going to be able to do it. You're, you're, he'll do anything yes. for me. Yes. This is something, though, that's that's even more than just anything. <laughs> you're right. You're right. But so I went on tour with him and Justin Moore mm -hmm. early 2020. And you know what? Those guys, they stood side stage every single night and watched my whole entire set. And I was just so blown away with the way that they treated me. And, and every time I would get off stage, um, Tracy would share some of his whiskey with me, just like hand me his whiskey glass. And they said, now Tracy don't do that for everybody. So, really <laughs> I, know. Yes. so I figured asking him to do it wasn't completely far-fetched if he let me drink his whiskey. <laughs> were they your bell bottoms? They were my bell bottoms. How many, I, I've got to ask, how many pairs do you own? Because every time I see you. That is a good question, Skip. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. That comes before the shoes. Um, bell bottoms, how many pairs do you own? It's embarrassing. Like, I, I don't <laughs> even know. Um, I started wearing bell bottoms every single day, probably about, golly, six years ago now. But when I was little, I was obsessed with bell bottoms. Like, I had this one pair of leopard um leopard print blue bell bottoms that my mama bought me for christmas and no. at one point she was like okay laney you got to take them off we got to wash them um <laughs> but i've always just loved that kind of stuff and i love anything throwback anything that tells a good story i mean like here in my house i've got my, my mm -hmm. mama's kind of cabinet my daddy's rodeo chaps and oh cool um i love anything like that so i think that's why i'm so obsessed with them Mm -hmm. How close you, you're talking about your house, but how close are you actually to Nashville itself? If you were to um, drive into town, how long would it take you? Oh, not not far from me. I'm just a little on the outskirts of town. I will tell you, dude, this everybody's wanting to live in Nashville all of a sudden. So you, you <laughs> yeah, if you were 10 miles away, you could get there in 10 minutes. Not anymore. No, right, right, right. Not anymore. Yep. And how did you used to say, uh, I used to say it, Demon Borough Street, but it's Demumbrian. Demumbrian. I knew I'd mess that up. likes to say Demon Bruin, too. Yeah, Demon <laughs> Bruin. Go down to that Demon Bruin <laughs> exit, get off, take a right, go down the hill, you'll be in town. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Heart Like a Truck. Man, I'll tell you, Laney, that song is on fire. Uh, Marissa and I playing that every day, and the response that we get is just phenomenal. Tell wow. us about that a little bit. My gosh, well, thank you for that surprise. Um, because you know, you you put things out there and, and you hope people are connecting 
you know, and that's a songwriter's dream. I was a songwriter before I was an artist. And so that, that means a lot to me that you said that. Um, Heart Like a Truck, it was a song written in the middle of the pandemic with two of my great friends, um, Dallas Wilson and, and Tranny Anderson. And we started kind of writing this upbeat song called Heart Like a Truck. It was around that idea. And I stopped in the middle of the session and I said, y'all, are we being, are we being honest with ourselves? Are we like, I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic right now. Like, um, let's like, let's just be completely raw and honest with ourselves and everybody else too, because I promise you we've all been there. So we ended up taking it a little more of a vulnerable route, which I'm, I'm glad we did, but it's a song about finding freedom and strength. It's about not being, afraid or ashamed of the scratches and the dents and the bumps along the way because at the end of the day that's what makes you you and that's what builds character and that's what gives you a story to tell so i'm so glad that people are uh connecting to it it's uh it's a special song to me it's highly relatable i think anybody's gone through those those trials and tribulations you know and it's like we all have our own path we all have our own scars that we wear and that's right we all, we all hopefully at the end of the day will have that heart like a truck. That's it. That's it. And it's, and this song hopefully reminds people too when they feel like they don't. Um, that deep down in there they they do. You know, it's a it's a little bit about where you've been, but more importantly, it's about where you're going and where you're headed and what that what it looks like on the other side. And it's about pulling your bootstraps up and uh, and you know going with the flow. So I have to ask. I see you waving your hands around. Put your hands up for a minute like that. The the size of the ring that you have on that hand. Oh, my Lord. So is that turquoise? Oh, yeah. I finally got me some that don't turn my finger green. <laughs> <laughs> I got a bus. I got rings that don't turn my finger yeah, green. Yeah, the, the money's rolling in now. Yeah. So watch out. All right. Also, yeah. don't mess with her in a dark alley. Yes. No, that would hurt. <laughs> yes. Don't mess with me. Yeah, you get hit in the right spot with those, man. Uh-huh. You're done. You're done. You're done. <laughs> so I have to ask, and you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but yeah. uh, you're off and running. You are, I got rising star on there, but in, in our eyes, you are a star. You are doing the right thing. What was your big major purchase when you finally said, you know, I can go yeah. buy what I want? You know what? What? I have not made a big purchase yet. Good for you. And um, that's so funny because you're the second person that's asked me that lately. And I got to thinking about it. And I'm like, I mean, last year I slept in my bed here in Nashville a total of 20 nights. Oh, my God. And this year it's going to be even less. So I'm just like, you know what? Like, I'm not, I think I get it from my daddy, too. I'm a little bit of a a tight wad. But I can't wait to be able to to do something really for my family. Like, my family, they helped me buy my camper trailer. Mm -hmm. They they helped me when when times were tough. Um, Because you can't move to Nashville and and do this without somebody's help or guidance or prayers, all of it. but but yeah, I'm I'm ready to be able to maybe buy my daddy a tractor or, oh. or do something like that. Be awesome. Yeah, maybe yeah. we'll see. We'll see. But you see, every once in a while, Skip, there's somebody where they don't change. Like right. The money starts rolling in, and they don't change. Like I have a feeling, Lainey's that that girl. She's never gonna forget living in that, <laughs> that trailer. I mean, uh, I'm, I might shouldn't be even sharing this right now, but. <laughs> Uh, right now, I just so I just sold my truck and I'm driving around this car. The sunroof is leak, leaking, <laughs> and I'm talking about it smells like mildew. And I'm just like, we're gonna drive it till the wheels run off. Uh, you go, I love it. 
She feels right back at home. Yes. Oh my God. I love it. I love it. Absolutely. <laughs> what kind of truck did you have, Lainey? I had an F-250. Wow. Yeah. Was, that a, was it a dually or no? Um, I, I had a dually at one point, but the F-250, I just finally, I got something. We were, we were riding down the road, going to shows in this truck before we were even in a sprinter van. So <laughs> <laughs> we've had all sorts of wheels. <laughs> but you know what? That's you, you paid those dues to get you where you are now. You're in a beautiful home. Uh, you're very, you're being very smart. Like Marissa said, you're not just like, you know, you're one of us. Oh, hey, and if I ever start acting like I'm not one of y'all, somebody better. <laughs> right, but okay, we would like to, but with that backhand with the other ring, though. Yeah, that. <laughs> Do not mess with Lainey Wilson. I want to be honest, but. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> never say never. Yes. Wow. And you shot the video for that in a haunted house. Am I correct by saying that? Yes. And you believe it was haunted? Oh, for sure. Um, I'll tell you, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but there's there's times where like I work walk in certain buildings and I just feel like a certain just like a, a heaviness mm -hmm. on my chest. And when I walked, it was a prison. Um, it was out oh in East Tennessee. And when I tell you I felt that heaviness, I was like before I even really knew anything about the stories and actually the storyline of the music video happened the exact same story happened years before at that same penitentiary and we didn't even we didn't have a clue um and then the whole alabama situation i don't know if y'all saw that down there did y'all no. see where um the it was like the guard ended up escaping with the prisoner this was oh, like yeah. oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And people were tagging me and Cole saying, y'all just. <laughs> oh my God. So did you, you, do you believe, do you think it was really haunted? I mean, and was it frightening doing the, the video there? It was, it was interesting. Um, it was a little scary. I'm not going to even lie. Like I walked to okay. one end of the, the building. They were like, walk down there and, um, and it'll like, pop up like this little video and you'll watch like this prisoner basically telling his story and and encouraging basically kids who like come by and, and tour the place like to not do what he did and um it was creepy but I'll tell you what I love like just stepping outside of my comfort zone and and that's what that was and I think the video just turned out so cool and I don't know if it would have turned out as cool had it right. not felt a little creepy right well, I heard that story, and, and then I had to go back and watch the video again. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. yeah. And I watched it again. Yeah. Then I watched it again. Yeah. So it was crazy. It was crazy. crazy. Hey, you, you know, um, I have to ask you, because you are now a big part of one of my favorite shows. I during the We binge watched, my wife and I, uh -huh. uh, I know Marissa has talked about it a little bit. I know we sat down, we watched every single episode of Yellowstone. Cannot wait for season five. Then I want to say, I don't know, a few weeks ago or maybe a month ago now, I get this email saying that Lainey was cast as a character in Yellowstone season five. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. And every time somebody says it, I'm like reminded and I'm like, what in the world? Because it is such a cool show and it's uh, it's just, they, they've been so good to me. So Taylor Sheridan... 
mm-hmm. the writer and producer of the show, they they've put three of my songs in the show so far, and it's really just kind of introduced my music to a lot of folks. And um, he called me back in February, which we've kind of kept in contact since 2018 when he put my first song in there. And he he called me in February and said, what would you say if I created a character specifically for you? And I'm like, okay, here we go again, stepping outside of my comfort zone. This was, I'm going to be like a fish out of water. But I said, I said yes before I could even think. I was like, this, this is huge. And I'm honored. I'm going to be able to play my own music. I'm going to be able to still have my style, the whole bell bottom country thing. And um, I'll just be playing a musician on the show named Abby. I love it. I love it. And now now, is the filming done for season five? No, we're in the thick of it right now. Okay. You're in the thick of it. So how often do you have to leave Nashville and do you actually go to the Yellowstone ranch? Yes. Yes. So I got the first time I got to go to the Yellowstone ranch was it was in 2020 um when they were filming season four and i got to go just put like on a little show for the cast and crew just me and my guitar just bringing them some entertainment but um but yeah so we we went out there a few weeks ago and and we filmed the first one and when i tell you we're gonna be back and forth pretty much all summer that's what it's looking like it's but it's so exciting and the, yeah, the that's, that's what i was gonna beautiful. ask too I was going to ask you that because, like, you're going on tour. I mean, and you're supporting Morgan Wallen. Like, you've got a whole bunch of dates for the rest of the year. Like, do you even know? Like, how do you follow your schedule? That has to be insane. As you as you keep getting more and more, you know, accolades your way, it just gets crazier and crazier. And you know, some people don't realize that. It's like I've seen some people who are just like minor on the list of celebrity mm-hmm. who. I look at their, I'm just like, what, how do you even know where you're going to be the next day? I can't even imagine what's happening with you on tour, you know, the show, like everything. It's a lot. Um, I I have people who, who helped me with that. I have an incredible tour manager. She, um, she's just like, she's so organized. I'm not here lately. I've been so busy that when I tell you, I'm like, y'all tell me where to be and what time. And I'll be showing up a bell zone. Y'all let me know. Because when you start thinking about really everything that you got to do and everything that's like, because I don't, I don't believe we have a free weekend through the end of the year. Um, and that's okay with me because, yeah. you know, I'm, I feel like I've been given this opportunity and I need, I do need to strike when the iron is hot. Um, am I going to be a little tired? Yeah. But also like I've been working, I've been working hard for these opportunities and I'm going to take full advantage. And my, my prayer, like the entire time has been for like God to open doors for me that, that no man can close. And that's how I feel about the Yellowstone thing. I'm like, you can't manufacture that. You can't, you know, like when, when people say like, how do you do Like, tell me what I need to do when I move to Nashville. Um, that's not something that you can just even dream up. That is something that is literally what it was supposed to happen. And um, so wow. I'm tired, but I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. and this is what, again, this is what you were just saying. Like, this is what you worked for. This yeah. is why you've been putting in those long years in the van or the van. And then in the, you know, to, to get here, like to get to this moment, like it's all starting to pay off. And that's, right. that's why you keep working hard. That's right. Working yeah. hard to work harder. And don't don't stop. Just keep going. Do it while you can. That's pretty okay. awesome. Now, uh, how many people get taken to the train station in Yellowstone? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hoping they don't take me. <laughs> they better not. Abby's got to go. I'm like, 
I guess if I don't do a good job, they're going to be like, let's ride her off the show. Let's just take her to the train station. Yeah, we're going to take her to the train station. Yeah, that was always a, that was a pretty scary thing. So, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Any of those characters really, uh, is there anybody that really sticks out more than another? Or um, um, my wife had a big crush on, um, oh, crap. Oh, uh, Beth? Oh, Rip. Uh, Rip. Thank you. Rip. Yeah. Everybody's got a crush on Rip. <laughs> everybody got, has a crush on Rip, and everybody wants to be best friends with Beth. So, <laughs> love Beth. Yes. And uh, I've gotten to spend some time with Beth or Kelly. Kelly. And, yeah. Um, she is so, she's just top notch, top notch human. Um, watching her do her thing, it truly is insane. Like how talented this woman truly is. You know, she's British. Mm -hmm. And um, she gets fully into character and she is just like, wow, there's no doubt in my mind that you were created to do this job. That's how I feel about it. So, um, but super nice, you know, yeah. like, I yeah. thought she was going to put me in a headlock and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the, only filter, the only filter that Beth has is for water and she has no reservations. So you, I'm just saying. You are right about that, dude. That's the way she is. And uh, Marissa, you'll see that when you catch up on the show. Mm -hmm. So yeah. pretty awesome. The pandemic, Lainey, how did that affect you? I know I ask every artist yeah. this, but not, it's probably pretty much the same for everybody. Yeah. But then again, there's been some positives. Yeah. How did it, how did you handle it? I'll tell you, there's been, there's been positive and negative for me too. Um, the negative was, um, I feed yeah. off of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I feel like I, the thing that keeps me going is this thing called, I guess you would call it like an energy exchange. Like I, I feed off of playing music for people and I, they maybe get energy from that and I, and I pick up their energy. And so those are the things that just like keep me going, keep me going, making me feel like I'm making a difference. And, um, without that, I didn't have, I didn't have my therapy. You know, that that was um, something that I never even imagined would be taken away, you know. And so I'll, I'll be honest, I, I took it for granted. And so now that we're back at it, it just feels I'm like, I don't know what I don't know what I'd do without this. Like, right. Right. I just do not know. Um, um, also, the negative and positive all at the same time. That sounds weird, but was the whole TikTok thing. When I tell you, I was like trying to just do anything that I possibly could to stay in the game or just, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was like, what can I do to, you know, cover some ground without actually going anywhere? And it was social media. So um, I enjoy social media most of the time, but also that's a full-time job. So mm -hmm. I was, I was posting Four TikToks a day. I was just trying. I was just like, no, we're going to keep the ball rolling. This is not, this pandemic ain't going to come in and, and take away everything that we worked for. So um, I did get to write 300 plus songs. So I'm ready for the wow. next several records. <laughs> Put them all in the bank. That's it. Say the least. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of, a lot of good things and, and some hard times too. But mm -hmm. I'll tell you, um, I, I will say I'm, um, I learned a lot about myself yep. and I feel like I grew as a songwriter, as a singer, but also as a person. And, and I'm okay with that. Did you do a lot of zoom rights? I did a lot of zoom rights. And, yes. And, I did. And how is that compared to being in the room with other people? It's different. Um, it still gets the job done, but I will tell you, 
a lot of the songs that I'm going to end up cutting or the ones that I'm going to put on my record are songs that I didn't write on Zoom just because for me, at least, um, I think some people got away with it and, and still, you know, mm-hmm. somehow got that connection that they needed. Um, I'm over here, like looking out the window, watching squirrels run around and I'm like, squirrel, you know, <laughs> so it was different for me. I, I feel like I need to be in the room with somebody. Yeah. I think it's cool to get on a zoom and, and talk about maybe ideas and get something started. But in order for me to like really feel which way the song is going or which way it needs to go, mm-hmm. I need to be in a room. with somebody. I think the body language, maybe I know, I know Marissa, she loves to write and she has mm-hmm. a guitar there and uh, yeah. I'm gonna ask Marissa and yeah. sing for us now. No, I'm <laughs> no, no, no. I think that uh, it's the body language of who you're sitting with and stuff. You, you can feel it in the air. And I think that's just adds to the creativity of what you're trying to do. I agree 190%. So we, uh, you know, we started, I guess I did it for about eight months. We wrote on zoom and then, and then finally started, you know, kind of had a certain bubble of people that we would write with because we were still trying to be extremely careful, but mm-hmm. you could definitely tell that um, at least for me, the songs are getting better when I was be able to be in the room. Well, you know, it sounds like you got a lot to come to come out. You, you people like you make our job so easy because you're putting out the great music. Okay. Uh, you know, it's always good to hear positive things. Um, one thing I do want to ask you, so as you were like getting to where you are today, I mean, what's the worst job you ever worked? What besides doing a, you know, a songwriter or, or as an artist, but you must, were you delivering groceries? Were you, what, what's the worst job? The worst job, um, has like, it was, it was a cool job, but when I tell you it was, it was a lot. I impersonated Hannah Montana for five years. What? <laughs> that was that was my job. I did it from eighth grade all the way through a senior. I would do three or four birthday parties a weekend. I would Laney Wilson would open up for Hannah Montana. Um, <laughs> it was like I'd be playing a three year old's birthday party one day, and I'd be playing a nursing home the next. So. <laughs> I learned a lot. I learned how to like adjust to my crowds, you know, like how you need to act in front of a three-year-old is not how you need to act in front of a a 90-year-old. And um, Uh, Yeah, a little bit of a difference. But yeah, so I don't know. That might be my favorite thing I've ever heard. Uh, (laughs) I'd say it was my worst job. It had had a lot of great, like it taught me a lot. But um, how did that come about? How did, uh, was it something you were just fascinated with Hannah Montana or, or not really at all? It's, it's crazy. I, I watched Hannah Montana, but yeah, my, kids um, did too. my, my eighth grade teacher, she, I remember her saying, she was like, I'll buy a Hannah Montana wig. If you would just wear it and show up to my little girl's birthday party. Aww. And I'm like, of course, I had to take it too far. And I went and bought the karaoke <laughs> track. I already had a sound system. And so she set me up a little stage on a flatbed trailer in the back of their yard. And I sang all 16 Hannah Montana karaoke tracks. And oh, I tell you, like, I never advertised for it. It spread like wildfire. I did Tennessee. I did Texas, Louisiana, Arkansas, Mississippi, um, St. Jude. You name it. Like, mm-hmm. wow. That was her first taste of being on the road for touring here. That was it. <laughs> like, Hannah Montana, Montana impersonator. That's wow. it. 
hey, you made a little bit of money. That's okay. And that is just a piece of the puzzle that got you where you are right now. That's right. That is right. I was I'm, I was making all kinds. I was making three or four hundred bucks a party. I was crushing it. And then when I moved to Nashville and I wasn't Hannah Montana anymore, I didn't have any money. I was like, I might have to put the wig back on. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, Lainey Wilson, uh, what's next for you? Maybe that's a dumb question. I think I know what's next. We're going to see you in those big shows. And I do know for a fact that uh, Morgan Wallen is in uh, the Northeast here in a, the next week or two. And I think you're opening for him. We, we will be there. So I'll be seeing y'all real soon. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait. Can't, can't wait. Can't it's wait. Going, it's about to be a, a, a busy year. We're going out with John party. We're doing shows with Morgan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Holmes in the fall. Um, and then sprinkling Yellowstone in, in between. Uh, so That's crazy. It's crazy, but it's good. I mean, I'm so happy for you. Thank you. But just try to pace yourself. I mean, like yeah. Marissa was saying, how do you do it? You, yeah. you, you go to sleep and you wake up. You don't even know where you are. It's just no. like, uh, where are we? And somebody's yeah. got to tell you. That's right. Wow, it's crazy. I don't know. It's the crazy life of an artist. But it's the journey, and we've talked about that here already. So. Yep. It is the journey. That's what it's all about. Yep. Yep. You're living your dream. I am. I am. That little nine-year-old Laney who <laughs> driving through Nashville, looking at the Batman building, like, I I knew. And um, and I'm glad to see that that nine-year-old little girl wasn't completely crazy. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Not lightest. Not. Uh, Marissa, anything you want to add? Well, I, I mean, you know, before we let you go, like, obviously, you keep, you know, achieving all these different goals, I'm sure. What's what's like the big thing on the bucket list? You know, is there is there something that you want to achieve on your own? Is there somebody else that you'd like to collaborate that you've never collaborated with? Like what's what's on that list? There's there's a lot of things on my list. I'll tell you, I made a list a couple years ago thinking that my list was very far fetched. Like when I wrote the list, I was like, okay, I'm dreaming real big here, you know, writing this stuff down. But um, a lot of it has happened. And one of the things on the list was just getting a bus. Um, and then having two hit songs at radio. I mean, it's been it's been insane. Um, but when it comes to collaborating, I would love to do something with Eric Church. I would love to do something with Chris Stapleton, Brothers Osborne, my girl Ashley McBride. Um, I love I'm I'm a huge fan of, of so many people. But when I think about those artists, I think about people who um, don't necessarily play by the rules. They just they write what they know. They write from their heart. And um, I'm a big fan of that. I'm a big fan of going against the grain. And that's the best. Yep. That's the best to me. So I'd love to I'd love to do something with any of those guys. And just I want to keep making music that. I feel like I'm doing something in the world if I'm making music that people are feeling something from, whether I'm making them laugh, cry, or want to drink a beer. You know, um, that's my job is to make people feel like they're not alone. And so if I can do that, then I'm accomplishing a lot. You are. No skydiving or anything like that on the bucket no, list? No, we ain't do it. No, skip. <laughs> the skip button. No. No. Well, skip happens, but I don't know. I did it. I did it. It was on my bucket list. That's uh, so, I but love uh, it. never look at the sky again the same. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I look at the sky, but I never look at it the same. Yes. But uh, there you go. Lainey Wilson, you're awesome. God bless you. Thank God bless you. Y'all. 
Thank you so much for taking the time to uh, to spend a few minutes with Marissa and myself. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Well, I can't wait to hug y'all's neck in a few weeks or next week, whenever that is. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, they'll About be a week and a half, I think. They'll go, uh, lady, wake up. We're in Syracuse. I know. I'm like, <laughs> Where the heck is Syracuse? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, no, out there. No, it's gone. It just left us not too long ago. But uh, no, it's all good. It's all good. But uh, thank you so much. And uh, it's, it's a pleasure to chat with you. God bless you. Stay strong. Keep doing what you're doing. Like I said before, you're, you've you got a great team behind you. You're giving us some great music. Marissa and I get to play it all day long. And it just we're just so proud of you and, and all of your accomplishments. Thank you and, so much. Yeah, just remember, it's the journey. And skip That's happens. it. It's There's the journey. And I appreciate y'all support so much. And enjoy your day and a half in Nashville. I will. I will. <laughs> and it's Demonborough Street. No, Demember. Demember. Thank you. <laughs> you call it whatever you want. <laughs> do you still drive <laughs> down through there? Do, do people, do you ever go into town or are you afraid that somebody's going to, that's Lady Wilson. I mean, there. I'm, I'm rarely here, like I said, yeah, but. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. I see my son leak on my sunroof leaking on me. They're going to be like, that's not her. <laughs> that can't be. <laughs> no, nah, she doesn't drive that piece of crap. She wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> Lady, you're awesome. Thanks for joining us here today. Thank y'all so much. See y'all. Right there. Yeah. Thanks.